biology. 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 Hello and welcome to another episode of the HSC Biology Podcast. Today we are going to do another episode of Long Read Sunday and today's article is called New CRISPR Technology Could Revolutionize Gene Therapy Offering New Hope to People with Genetic Diseases. So lots of excellent crossovers here with the current topic of biotechnology and also how it can be used in the future potentially. All right, here we go. The day a muddled mob stormed the U.S. Capitol building, a team of American researchers published a paper in Nature that signified a landmark in gene therapy. The head of the U.S. National Institute of Health, Francis Collins, had joined forces with Harvard University professor David Liu and others to tackle progeria, a genetic disorder that causes children to age rapidly. The achievement, successfully tested in mice, was made possible by Liu's invention of a second-generation CRISPR gene editing technology, called base editing. With this, researchers may eventually be able to correct lifelong genetic diseases, including progeria in humans, a rare but devastating disease. Francis Collins, former leader of the Human Genome Project, had worked on progeria for many years before the breakthrough. Children, carrying the mutation for progeria, have normal intelligence but show early signs of general aging, including hair loss and hearing loss, By their teenage years, they appear very old. Few live past the age of 13. In 2003, Collins' lab discovered progeria is caused by a mutation, which you can think of as a misspelling, in a gene that encodes for a protein called lamin A. Lamin A has a structural role in the cell's nucleus. Many of us carry mutations in various genes. But as we typically have two copies of genes, one from our mother and one from our father, we tend to have at least one good copy, and that's usually enough. But the progeria mutation in lamin A is different. While there may be a good copy present, the mutant copy generates a poisonous product that messes things up, like a spanner in the works. This type of mutation is called a dominant negative mutation. The solution, ideally, would be to specifically correct the mutation using CRISPR. With this gene editing tool, scientists can direct a pair of molecular scissors to any part of the genome. Unfortunately, first-generation CRISPR technologies, while good at cutting genes, do not have the level of surgical precision or efficiency needed to correct the lamin A mutation. Complications with mass cell editing. CRISPR scissors are good at finding their target and cutting, but the reconstructive surgery that comes after is left to the cell and isn't guaranteed to happen in every cell. In the lab, researchers can usually manage by just correcting a few cells before growing them in a petri dish for further research. But in humans, we need to accurately correct most, if not all, cells. It would be pointless to correct the progeria mutation in five cells in a patient's finger while leaving the rest of the body unrepaired. This is where David Liu's work on base editors is critical. Liu identified the limitations of CRISPR technology very early and began developing molecular machines that could do more than operate only as targeted molecular scissors. He started with naturally occurring enzymes, which can change one type of chemical base of the genetic code into another. For example, enzymes that convert an A, adenine, to a G, guanine, or a C, cytosine, to a T, thymine. Liu then modified the enzyme to make them more precise 
and fuse them to CRISPR to create fusion proteins called base editors. Since CRISPR technology is good at reading DNA and finding a target, it can effectively deliver the editors to the gene that needs to be changed. It's important to highlight Liu deliberately developed base editors so that they change letters but no longer serve like DNA CRISPR scissors. This is crucial as cutting DNA increases the risk of larger chromosomal deletions, which can potentially damage cells. The differences of mice and men. Collins, Liu, and their colleagues knew they would have to get base editors into all, or at least most, of the cells of a mouse with progeria to cure it. For this, they relied on using hollowed-out viruses as delivery vectors. They used a vector based on the adeno-associated virus, or AAV. As students, we joked the AAV stood for almost a virus, as it's one of the smallest viruses and doesn't cause any known disease. Collins and Liu packaged the AAV virus particle with genes and encoded the relevant base editing enzymes and delivered them into the mice. The treated mice essentially avoided the disease and became indistinguishable from healthy mice. But of course, this all happened in mice, and humans are bigger. We don't know how difficult it will be to upscale this gene editing machinery to work reliably in humans. But in any case, Collins and Liu have taken inspiring first step by showing it's possible in mice. Base editing CRISPR tools are a dream come true for experts committed to gene therapy for families afflicted by conditions such as progeria. Work on this front is just beginning, but in these dark pandemic times, it provides a much needed new hope. Another really good article there, guys, that crosses over with lots of points in the syllabus, in particular, the use of future biotechnology. So they manipulated DNA using CRISPR, but then they added to that by making a single base change. Now, this could be useful for diseases that we've talked about. So sickle cell anemia, for instance, Um, changing that single base, that single letter can fix an entire condition. And that's exactly what they were doing in these mice. And they had success. So that's wonderful to hear that that's where this technology has progressed to. Obviously, there's a way to go until we get to humans, as they mentioned. Now, further to that, there are the uh, additional parts where they manipulated the enzymes from different species. They used hollowed-out viruses in order to deliver the CRISPR technology. Lots of crossovers here with future biotechnology, social implications, ethical implications. So is it right to be editing mice? Uh, When do we upscale to humans? When is it okay? Uh, So again, a really good article there, which I'll post up on the Facebook page if you want to check it out and read into it more. I hope you guys enjoyed that and I'll see you next time.